Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. If you have been here before, I am so glad you came back to join me again. And if this is the first time to be in my corner with me, then I am so happy and I hope you will enjoy my story time. One of the things that I need everybody to do, and with this story it's especially important, is to use your imagination, your mind's eye, to see what it is I'm reading. Now, that's important in any story that I read, but in this story, which is one of my favorites that goes way, 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 way back to my childhood, so you know that was a long time ago, is a story that I thought was so funny because of the pictures that came to my mind when my mother read me this story. In some previous episodes, I read about a princess who couldn't cry and a clown who couldn't laugh, and they learned that it was very important to be able to do those things. Well, in this story, when I listened as a child, I found that even though it's a sad story, in one way, it was a very, very funny story because of the pictures that came to my mind. So, I hope that you will enjoy this story and that you'll get your mind's eye really working. In order to do that, you've got to get your ears really well tuned in. So, turn them up now to listen. And here we go with the story of the three wishes. It's an old, old fairy tale. And it's retold by Olive Beaupere Miller. One winter's night many years ago, an old man named Pedro and his wife, Joanna, sat by their cozy fire, talking to one another in a little old village in Spain. Now, Pedro was comfortably well off in the goods of this world, but instead of giving thanks to God for the benefits they enjoyed, he and his wife spent all their time in wishing for the good things possessed by their neighbors. Bah! cried Pedro. This wretched little hut of ours is only fit to house a donkey. Would that we owned a fine house, like the farm of our neighbor Diego. I... Diego's house and farm are well enough and better than ours by far, answered Joanna. Still, I could wish to have such a mansion as the grandees possess, such a one as that of Don Juan de la Rosa. Then there's that old donkey of ours, went on Pedro sullenly. Good for nothing, nothing at all. He can't carry as much as an empty sack. How I should like to have for my own Diego's strong Andalusian mule. Oh, I, Diego's mule is much better than our donkey, said Joanna. Yet for me, I should like a fine white horse with trappings of scarlet and gold, like the one that bears Donna Isabella. It is strange how some people have only to wish for a thing in order to get it. I've never been in such luck. Would that we had only to speak to have our wishes come true. Scarcely were the words out of Joanna's mouth when, lo, on the hearth before the old couple appeared a beautiful little lady. 
She was not more than eighteen inches high, and her garments that drifted lightly back and forth were white and filmy and full of opal tints as though made of smoke, while a veil of the same airy stuff floated down from a crown of glowing sparks on her head. In her hand, she bore a little gold wand, on the end of which was a single spark that glowed like a ruby. I am the fairy Fortunata, said she from the midst of her rosy flames. I've heard your complaints, and I'm come to give you what you desire. Three wishes you shall have. One for you, Joanna, one for you, Pedro, and the third you shall agree upon between you, and I will grant it in person when I return at this time tomorrow. So saying, the fairy Fortunato sprang through the flames and disappeared in a cloud of smoke. Ah, oh, but the old couple were delighted. Three wishes, three wishes to come true. They began to think at once of what they most desired in all the world. Wishes came swarming to them as thick as bees to a hive. The old man would be content with such prosperity as his neighbor, the farmer Diego, enjoyed. But the old woman, ah, her desires flew high, a palace with domes and spires and cupolas and floors tiled with sapphire and walls and ceilings done with arabesque of crimson, blue and gold, colonnaded courtyards with fountains playing in the center and gardens and servants and what not besides. Well, so many were the desires that came crowding to the old couple that they could not agree offhand on just which three to wish for. So they determined to put their decision off until the next day and began talking about different things altogether. In a little while, their conversation began to drift, as usual, to their wealthier neighbors, whom they were forever envying. I dropped by at Diego's house this morning, said Pedro, and they were making black puddings there in the kitchen. Mmm, but they smelled good, those puddings. Diego can buy the best of raisins and everything else. He doesn't have to put up with such poor stuff as we eat. True, true, said Joanna. I wish I had one of Diego's puddings here this minute to roast on the ashes for supper. The words were not out of Joanna's mouth when there appeared on the ashes before her the most delicious black pudding that could possibly be imagined. The woman's eyes nearly started out of her head. But Pedro jumped up in a rage. You greedy creature, he cried. Through your gluttony you have used up one of our precious wishes. Good heavens, to wish for nothing more than a poor little pudding. It makes me wild. You're more stupid than a goose, and I wish that pudding were stuck fast to your nose. With that, whisk! There flew the black pudding and hung from the very place he had indicated. Then the old man struck with horror, for shake her head as she might. Joanna could no more shake the pudding than she could shake her nose off. See what you've done, evil tongue, she wailed. 
If I employed my wish badly, at least it injured no one but myself. But you, you, see how you have made use of your wish. Thereupon, the dog and the cat, having sniffed the savory pudding, came leaping up and began springing and pawing in hopes to get one little lick of that luscious morsel that was now become Dame Joanna's nose. Down, down, shrieked Joanna, as she wily defended the part attacked. I shall agree to nothing else for our third wish than this miserable pudding be taken off my nose. Why, for heaven's sake, cried Pedro, don't ask that. What of the new farm I wanted? I will never agree to wish for it. But listen to reason. Think of the palace you desired, with domes and spires and cupolas and floors tiled with sapphire and walls and ceilings of arabesque crimson, blue and gold. It doesn't matter. Oh, my dear, let us wish at least for a fortune. Then you shall have a gold case set with all the jewels you please to cover the pudding on your nose. I will not hear of it. Then, alas and alack, we shall be left just as we were before. That is all I desire. I see now we were well enough off as we were. And for all that the man could say, nothing could alter his wife's determination. So at last they agreed, and when on the following night the fairy rose from the flames and bade them tell her their third wish, they made answer, We wish only to be as we were before. And so that was the wish she granted. I hope you were enjoying that humorous picture of those foolish people as much as I did when I was a wee one. And it still is a funny story, but most of all, it is really, really an important story because so often we do wish for other things when we have so many blessings that God has already given us that we need to enjoy and appreciate. You know, one of the commandments that God has given us and all of the commandments that he gave us were for our own good. And one of those is do not covet. And covet means to wish for things that other people have. That's exactly what the couple in our story did. They wanted things that others had when they could have been just as happy as they were. I hope you realize how many blessings you have and that you'll join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. <music>